0: All
1: right, you're listening to Nostalgia, your weekly look at what's going on in pop culture. I'm sitting here with Dave, who was just practicing his Batman impersonation. Want I'm to give the listeners a little taste? I do not, but I will tell you that I have those receipts. <laughs> Kim got them receipts? So... We have a pretty interesting show today. A good mix of real pop culture topics and some reality TV pop culture (laughs) topics, I guess.
0: Comfort TV.
1: Yeah, comfort TV. (laughs) That's a good way to put it. So, why don't we start with The Bachelorette? I want to give you... I I want you to start off by eulogizing your boy, Wells. As I've said before, and I will continue
0: to say, the producers not like the fact that Wells was a... Realistic, as normal as they come in the bachelorette. Young man. And <laughs> he was
1: like thirty-three. <laughs> young man. Young and man. <laughs>
0: they uh, tore him down and set him up for failure a few weeks ago. Which th- unfortunate because he actually seemed like a a genuine guy, a real personality. Which you usually have to claw and beg for from the rest mm. of these contestants. Well, he is a radio
1: DJ, yeah. which
0: is, I, I How guess you that? have
1: to be able to have some kind of personality to right. run a radio show. At least his
0: job is actually
1: a job and not like ex football player or former competitive veteran. swimmer. Actual <laughs> <Yeah>. contestant <laughs> profession. Got to know you're employed. Did you see the episode where Wells was kicked off? I didn't see the whole thing. I saw it at the end, though. Did you
0: see his part?
1: Yeah, it was like, oh, you did it, Wells. What did you make of him nav- never kissing JoJo? In yeah, 19- yeah no, no, that's
0: no, not very defensible, not gonna lie. You um, gotta kiss her.
1: Maybe he, uh, <laughs> maybe he wasn't there for the right reasons. Definitely not there for <laughs> the right reasons. Shout out to Juliet Littman and Dave Jacoby. <laughs> but it, it was definitely very weird, although I think it's defensible. And I think, actually, it made him stand out for sure. I think the thing was he probably just isn't a very good kisser because it seemed like when they did kiss it was very awkward. Yeah, sure. I mean, didn't really deliver. That's not stuff. If you're gonna build it up like that, you have to knock it out of the park. You can't lay down a single. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. (sighs) Wells is gone. We're down to the final. Well, still final four. 'Cause I, I know you watched last night's episode. Yeah. Well, Alex. I we both thought Alex was gonna go farther and he didn't. That's good. You thought Alex was gonna go farther. Go back and listen to the tape. I had no, you did. no thought you did. that Alex I, I I edited it, but, it in. Yes. <laughs> Pat chooses Alex. <laughs> sounded a lot like Dave. Not very effective. Um, so it's down to Jordan, Luke, Robbie. Robbie and Chase. I don't know how he made it this far. Yeah, exactly. But it's Kind of amazing.
0: He didn't do anything to ruin his chances, so I guess that's all it takes.
1: Chase is just a really <laughs> handsome guy. It's yeah, a, but aren't most of them? Pretty much. How As does in, that set you apart on this show? Other than Evan and maybe Vinny, <laughs> the, pretty much the everybody Bob. on the show is a pretty good looking guy. Yeah. <laughs> he also looks so much like the other guys. So That's his own thing. There's a couple topics. He has a from, type, obviously. There's a couple topics from the last couple episodes I want to bring up. We have to start with the Rogers Brothers feud. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's real. Aaron and Jordan, they're button heads. I don't like to talk about it. <laughs> it's something we don't talk about much in this yeah, family. It's... Yeah,
0: very strange. I think it's clearly being hammed up for the show. Oh, absolutely. Obviously a producer storyline, and I would love
1: if Aaron Rodgers ever, ever chimed in. It's a little bizarre, actually, yeah. because Jordan basically says, oh, Aaron's never around, he's too off being famous. No shit, he's the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers, and he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league, and he has been for... What six, yeah, six he, years? He does all
0: this, and he's also one of the most seemingly reserved, uber famous people out there. Like, I mean, yeah, he dates Olivia Munn, but apparently, people think that that's a cause for a rift because Olivia Munn is good friends with Jordan Rogers' ex.
1: What is your theory hang out. of why they aren't close,
0: Jordan and Aaron? Mm-hmm. I think that the Rogers family maybe wasn't huge fans of Olivia Munn, mm-hmm. and then so that was like initial like you know cause for disturbance. And then,
1: disturbance, I like it.
0: Yeah, disturbance in the force. <laughs> and then yeah, when Jordan Rogers broke up with that girl, whatever her name is, Brittany something, Brittany Ferrar, whatever, and Olivia Munn stayed up close with her and went to Packers games with Jordan Rogers' ex-girlfriend, that probably was more of a negative. And I honestly, I bet Aaron Rodgers isn't a fan of his younger, mediocre, successful brother using his name to get on a reality TV show and then be expected to play along like that. So they're probably hamming it up for what's going on, but... Aaron Rodgers probably didn't want anything to do with it and it's like whatever yeah I'm Olivia Munn let me do me
1: the thing that they really play up is Jordan grew up in his brother's shadow but he's not defined by his brother who plays football all he does is talk about Aaron and all Jojo wants to know about is Aaron
0: the other brother works for CBS <laughs> as a football analyst so stop having your cake and eating it too come on
1: out of all your theories, <laughs> I think the one that makes the most sense is... Well, and I'm, actually, I'm not sure if you went exactly into this, but Aaron State, and Libby Munn, obviously, Libby Munn talked about their sex life a couple of years ago. Yeah, they weren't a fan of that comment. Yeah, and it seemed, the timeline seems to add up around that. But, like, fine, you weren't a fan of that. Okay, <laughs>
0: that, that's all it took, is they're, some public they... comments about your incredibly public, visible son. I, I don't understand, he's a celebrity. They that's need... the most risque thing that happens to your son, I
1: think you should be lucky. Let's be realistic here. He is a huge celebrity, but he doesn't really have the personality of a huge celebrity. Yeah, he's, re- he's more reserved. Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a nice boy from a nice family, and, and they, they ostracized him when he became famous. They, oh, turned, they turned their back. Aaron Rodgers is a sympathetic figure, and I feel very badly for him. I agree. And I think that everybody in my fantasy league should not draft him until mm. like the third round this year. Third round. And I'll draft Third him round, like seems
0: a little high for you. Be, let's be real. Jordan Rogers wouldn't be on Raya Celebrity Tinder if it wasn't for Aaron Rodgers. So let's just we'll leave it at that.
1: One other thing I really wanted to bring up from last night's episode. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the episode, they, they, TV it, it was hometowns this week, which is a big deal. Mm. Who do you, who do you think had the best hometown? I didn't see Chases. Okay, you didn't miss anything. I, I, I gathered that.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I guess Robbie's was kind of funny drama that was made to happen at the end of that. So I guess you have to go with Luke's, but he didn't say uh, he didn't say the words until the end. So I don't know. I know. That was the one that was the most positive
1: result, right. I would guess, you know? I didn't see Chase, obviously. Robbie's was really interesting. Well, and that it, horse, right? Uh, uh, no, Ra- Luke... Uh, wait, Robbie had the horse? In the beginning, came? didn't they? Like, oh, yeah. Like they, a buggy they or something? Were, yeah, they were in a, a chariot or not chariot. Carriage. Yeah, carriage. They, <laughs> yeah. A chariot. they were in the Roman times. Ben-Hur um, comes out in August. <laughs> in chariots. Robbie's storyline was... He might have broken up with his girlfriend yeah. to go on The Bachelorette. There was actually a contestant on The Bachelor last season who said that she broke up with her long-term boyfriend to go on The Bachelor to date Ben Higgins. And she made it to the final three, and he slept with her, and he said, I, I love you to her, and had to break up with her before the final two. How about that? K- Shout out Kayla. I want her to be Bachelorette. What'd she State do now? choice. I have no idea. She lives in New York, probably like a socialite, something like that. This is a clear double standard... White males in America are persecuted. I'm being totally facetious right now, so don't tweet at me. <laughs> don't at me, bro. At she knew world peace. <laughs> at NostalgiaPod. SoundCloud.com slash NostalgiaPod. <laughs> no, I just thought that was a funny storyline. Yeah, something I, that came up and sure, also just very random. Uh, there's something I have to tell you, Robbie. Right.
0: <laughs> the producers didn't just tell me the, these instructions, but the internet's saying things. I know you're not on the internet. If the internet is not visible to JoJo or Robbie, why would you
1: tell right. them this? Let it happen. Right. Oh well, my God. She had to make sure that Robbie's there for the right reasons, which mm. is what it all comes down Hashtag to. Hashtag overproduced. Speaking of overproduced, final rose ceremony last night. <laughs> well JoJo said. said, I'm going to send Luke home. I've never seen it where they Bachelor or Bachelorette says, "I'm sending this person home before the row ceremony happens." Well, you, the, the, you knew it wasn't going to happen. Luke pulls her aside, drops the big album. He should have been the walk she... back. She has a mental breakdown. Who's going home next week? Emotional breakdown. She's like, yeah, breakdown. I know she's not that unstable. I mean, if she wasn't going to
0: send Robbie home, I don't know. Like, I, I wonder who her third place was at this time. I wonder if she's going to go to that.
1: Chase is being sent.
0: I, I think he should be. Yeah, it seems like he has the least going on with her of the other or the other three
1: I could see her sending home Robbie just to make her decision to get to the final two easier because I think she wants Luke and Jordan in the final two I think that's who her final two has been since yeah. Makes like, sense. the very beginning yeah, really yeah, yeah you said that last time so that would be my predictions for the Bachelor Bachelorette August 2nd Bachelor in Paradise starts A lot more fun than The Bachelor and Bachelorette, so we will be talking about that. I didn't know it started so soon. Wow. Right the week after The Bachelorette. When does The Bachelor start? Right after Bachelor in Paradise ends. Really? Sometime in January. Wow. I believe. That stuff's on way too long. It's a cycle, man. Bachelor. It's like fantasy sports. I'm always playing at least one league for one of the sports. (laughs) Can't get away. Movies, baseball, football. Basketball, football. Not even shouting movies. Basketball's trash, though. Mm-hmm. Moving on to another person that was having an emotional breakdown of a sort, The Night of, Nasir. <laughs> crazy episode. I, uh, I guess not, not not too crazy, but... Just very uh, engaging. Easy to watch. It's really good. Uh, engaging is, uh, I think, the perfect word for it. It holds your attention, even though, I think, out of everything that happened, there, this episode, there wasn't really any, any new information that, that came out. No. Um, nothing. Uh, you you really? learn more about Stone, the lawyer, Jack Stone. Mm-hmm. Tutorial is awesome. Yeah.
0: yeah, I mean the Richard Price dialogue is just so good, and all like the that guy actors that they have who are all, all really competent. They just do a great job. And I mean, right now, like you said, we didn't really learn anything too much. We just kind of went through the motions of Nas got charged and arraigned, and then he's waiting trial mm-hmm. at Rikers, and you know, pretty standard turn of events. Mm-hmm. But doesn't matter. It was still super engaging, super great to watch. I tweeted this out at Martin Swagger. Yeah, I could just keep watching the show. Like, it's just mm-hmm. really easy to watch it. Like, it's just the story. I just want to, want to know more. So, I'm really invested. in it's only six more episodes. The mini series. It's uh, really big right now.
1: Yeah, it's gripping. And I think the thing that yeah. they did really well is that I don't think a lot of this is going to be centered so much around different developments in the case. Like, I don't think it's going to be all of a sudden, oh, they found a hair here. It's not going to be CSI. It's going to be, this is the evidence. This is how they're going to present the case. It's mm-hmm. going to be a courtroom type drama. It's going to go into the cultural dynamics which yeah, is a really interesting it's been doing that, yeah. side plot. Speaking of the, the dialogue just maybe my favorite moment was when you see N- Nasir being processed at Rikers and then he goes into the courtroom and all, the, there's these huge black guys who are kind of staring him down like mean mugging him. They think oh, he's this little like wuss who's in for pissing in public or something like that. Fraud. <laughs> yeah and then he has a count of murder and like brut- brutality, yeah, stuff uh, like Possession that. of a deadly weapon. Yeah, the, the actual... Desire to do harm, resisting arrest. <laughs> uh, like Damn. aggravated sexual assault. And
0: I am saying i was like, wait a minute. When did he resist arrest? Did he ever actually run away? After being told explicitly not to? I didn't think he resisted arrest. When they found the knife. Oh, oh wait, in, didn't he in, try in, to run away? Yeah, in the it? precinct. I guess right. that would be it, yeah. Sexual assault. I mean, I guess they assume but, it was sexual assault. If he, they assume he murdered her afterwards. But yeah,
1: the, those hardened criminals are. Yeah, they're like, damn. They're like, the no, he's like, he was like, fuck me. <laughs> yeah. it was. It was really, really funny, really de- well mm.
0: delivered. And of, of wow. course, like I said, this last after the first episode, but Riz Ahmed's really good at conveying shock and surprise when he was in the holding cell and that one really big assuming felon beat up that woman who was agonizing at the toilet, vomiting and being
1: in pain, and he was just like, my life has definitely changed for the time being. Yeah, absolutely. I think Riz Ahmed does a really good job acting without vocalizing it. Yes, Uh, a lot of people in this this show do. He's really portraying a lot of emotion and a lot of the sense of someone thrown into an event that they totally weren't ready for. Right. Uh, A lot of his behaviors, a lot of his looks even the way he stands it just seems he's kind of defeated but scared and confused and lost it's really amazing acting job and i think he's obviously a huge star on the rise from this yeah i mean
0: he'll be in star wars rogue Mm -hmm. run as a pilot so that's cool and he'll be in jason Bourne, and uh, obviously he'll get tons more attention after this but one last thing who do you think Mm -hmm. of the girl do you think it was him Uh, do you think it it could
1: be paul sparks aka the stepdad yes i I could see that guy number 10 from the show (laughs) so far house of cards fame obviously i don't know i don't i don't think we're actually gonna know who killed Mm. her i think it's gonna end up you know being a mystery and it'll be more about if interesting comes out of it the the really interesting thing i guess
0: who do you think gets charged then there's one like loose end for me it's that Bodie from the wire that guy's friend who was with him when they saw the girl in Nas going and to the house. And he watched
1: Nas go in when Bodhi had walked yes, away. Yes, and
0: like, they, they, for a second they watched him like stare. Mm-hmm. So some He'll obviously come back in the full in some regard. So whether he I saw something later, I don't know. Obviously a loose end that will get addressed. So I'm holding out hope for that before I just think it was Nas. I mean,
1: that would be interesting. I, I think maybe my assumptions are... They taped this in 2014, so it was before serial blew up. But it's very yeah. close to the Ednan Sayed trial. Yeah, it just in terms of circumstances around it. Obviously, Ednan he killed his his ex girlfriend, and he wasn't like at the scene. They didn't have anything to actually pin him to where his girlfriend was. So it's a little bit more than than that. But I could see them kind of basing around that where you know Nas gets put in jail, but there's a lot of questions around it, and it just seems like mm-hmm. a really interesting. Unsatisfying, heartbreaking ending. Yeah,
0: six more episodes. So, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely be watching. Speaking of heartbreaking endings, Making a Murderer was renewed for season two. Left.
1: I saw that. Pretty interesting. I guess they're going to focus on Dassey and. I never watched it. Oh, you didn't watch it? Nah, I not really agree. Uh, interesting. I binge watched it over Christmas, like everybody else. Yeah, exactly. No, it was, was it Thanksgiving? It was Thanksgiving. Yeah. You're right. It was, it was Thanksgiving. Oh, and yeah, I was also in Hawaii at that time. So, humble brag. Rough life. I had a reason. <laughs> rough life i guess they're gonna be focusing on the trials and the convictions so it's just the same story it's not, yeah Because like serial
0: season serial season two or whatever was a separate
1: situation right yeah they, they were focusing on Bo doll instead of ednan sayed in season two so it, it'll be interesting i don't know it i think that that was a phenomena that yeah can't really that's be captured the, I, again uh, agreed yeah. netflix actually has a really good tv show out now called stranger things yeah chris ryan wrote a piece on the ringer about it i know that We both read it, skimmed through it. I I definitely skimmed through it. Yeah, so have
0: I, because I haven't watched it yet. But it's about a group of kids a la The Goonies Mm -hmm. in that kind of vein, uh, like 80s-inspired, 80s vibe. And they're calling it VHS Core, which is like that style which we acknowledged before when we talked about Midnight Special, yeah, about new filmmakers that were inspired by 80s cinema and 80s directors like steven spielberg
1: they had to have invented that after midnight special because i don't remember yes. seeing that when i was reading it ha- reviews or any right yeah. because
0: now i've seen that term a lot but i hadn't seen it before the way to explain it is to have this long-winded thing about oh yeah this these directors that like steven spielberg and right. they take all these influences and it started with jj abrams and super eight like or i could just say vhs core now
1: you know what i'm talking about yeah exactly <laughs> so shout out whoever came up with came that, up with that saved us like two minutes of explanations every episode right. of nostalgia yeah. we haven't watched it yet i think both you and i are planning on watching it yeah. we'll talk about it when, when we do get through it that's the beauty of netflix is that some people it's there for it. when you need it some people go through it slowly it's all at your own pace we'll also be talking about vice Principals. i watched you didn't yeah. boo on you yeah. readers shout out shout out dave over twitter and tell him how terrible he is for not watching it it was pretty funny shout out walton goggins I yeah, assume he awesome. he's awesome.
0: He, he was so good in the Hateful Eight, man. He was. I can't say that enough.
1: He he's really funny. And Danny
0: McBride makes anything funny. D- Danny he's McBride. He's ridiculous, but he's like acceptable ridiculous. Yeah.
1: He basically, Danny McBride's whole shtick is just being super aggressive towards children <laughs> all the time. And, yeah, he, uh, he really curses hilarious. right in front of kids, right? Yeah, cursing in front of them. I think he actually hit one at, at one point. Well,
0: just... I mean, we know he's and down. What do you think his best movies are? I mean, this is the end Pineapple, Pineapple Express. Express, probably, yeah. are the two
1: big ones. Yeah, those are the ones that stick out. Pineapple Express, I think, is my favorite one. Is, what was it? The drug dealer, James Franco. Yes. Yep. <laughs> and at the end, when they're sitting in the diner with his ear blown off. and yeah, he, He's great. He's ridiculous. He is ridiculous. So we'll,
0: we'll be talking about that. Funny thing about that, actually. I didn't know this when we talked last week. Vice Principals has already been totally shot, and it's going to be two seasons, and that's it. I like that. Yeah, so they already have it all done. They filmed it, I think, last year. I think that and makes a lot of sense. They split it up, and it's this year, next year, and then it's over.
1: That makes a lot of sense. Miniseries I'm... in, yeah, miniseries are in. It's actually pretty cool that comedies are moving in that direction. Yeah, trim the fat. Yeah, because I think the thing about shows like Eastbound and Down, or I think even like the show, like cable shows like, like The Office or things like that, is just after a while they run out of steam. People don't want to work on it for seven, eight, nine seasons. Especially if it's a 22-episode season like a standard cable show. Writers leave. Yep. So I think making it short... Goggins didn't want to do this for five seasons. No, he's, he a, he's a film actor. Yeah, he, he has to he has a, I mean, actually, he was on TV
0: for The Shield and Justified. So he actually just got out of TV when Justified
1: ended. yeah, so yeah he probably wants to do film. Yeah, the, the sense I get is that he was really getting hateful, and he really wants to move in that direction, yeah. so. I don't know. I do like that, though. That's a that's a cool trend. Hopefully more shows do it. A trend I did not like, Star Trek Beyond. Beyond. So they released a trailer recently, and I won't spoil it here, but apparently- a The TV spot. The, the t- Yeah, the TV spot that they released this week for the movie being released Thursday gives away a big reveal. Uh, supposedly. We don't actually know yet because we haven't seen the
0: movie. Not like Doomsday in Batman vs. Superman. Because that's, that's something you literally had no idea was coming or was possible. <laughs> and then you see it. That's something that I feel like had tons of, literally takes all the steam away. This we don't know yet.
1: Batman vs. Superman is just a, uh, a poorly executed film, I would say. That's a good way to put it. So, Star Trek Beyond, the third installment of the Star Trek reboot. Yep. Justin Lin directing Chris Pine back as Captain Kirk. Idris Elba is playing Krawl yeah, the villain. New. He's new. Pretty last, much. Last movie from Anton Yelkin, R.I.P., yes. yes. check off. So, the, the, the whole cast is back pretty much. Yep.
0: Which is a great cast. Yeah, it I, is. I like, like all him Zachary Quinto as Spock Zoe Saldana as Cora Simon Pegg as Scotty He also helped mm-hmm. like the screenplay yep. And Carl Urban as They're Bones Bones, McCoy. yes So yeah, great cast, great chemistry They're really the best aspect of the movies I re- I think the first one, the 09 one Where Eric Bana was the villain uh, Nero That That's a really good movie That actually really got yeah. me interested in this I was never much of a Star Trek person I obviously really like Star Wars mm-hmm. And then Into Darkness I think was still a really fun movie Not as good, There's some problems with it But mm, yeah. it, it's fun
1: I totally agree with that. I actually didn't check out the second one, but the first one I really liked, I really liked a lot. I think even from the opening scene when you see little Kirk flying down, I, don't know, I guess, through the desert on that motorcycle. Oh, yeah, yeah. Then with with the Beastie over. Boys uh, yep. blaring in the background. pretty. Chris,
0: Hem- Chris Hemsworth briefly in the beginning as his dad. True, yeah. And he, he, they just announced this. A fourth Star Trek is on the way, and... Chris Hemsworth will be back as ah, Papa Kirk. So interesting. How do they pull that off? We'll, we'll find out. Flashback,
1: universe. Yeah. yeah. Very interesting. Very cool. Also another space movie for Zoe Saldana. So she just can't... She's never going to do anything on Earth, is she? Isn't she also the... Uh, I don't think she cares. She's in Guardians of the Galaxy, right? She's Gamora. Yep. Uh, and she's also a and avatar.
0: So. And she said she's committed to those avatar sequels once they come out. Avatar do we need
1: avatar sequels? I, uh... Avatar 2, <laughs> a discussion for another day.
0: Yeah, I just find it funny that it's probably going to come out 10 years after the original, despite <laughs> it, the sequel going into development right after the original. Yeah, we can talk about James Cameron <laughs> another day. Right. But yeah, also, John Cho's Sulu mm-hmm. was announced that he is a gay character. Sulu is gay in the Star Trek reboot series. What do you think about that? I think it's fine. The, the thing that's weird is George Takei, who made his life's work as Sulu back in the day on Star Trek and then in 2005 came out as a gay man and is now one of the most prominent and successful LGBT activists out there he was not a fan of it because he thought it wasn't true to the original character Simon Pegg kind of clapped back as you know helped make the screenplay that he thinks it's good for representation and it's also kind of a homage to to Kai Mm -hmm. and I mean, here's the thing. They already said that it's kind of like a brief shot where you see like a picture or a a scene of him, uh, Sulu, and his husband or boyfriend and their, their, their child. And Sulu's sexuality never impacted the character of Sulu. So therefore, making him gay, he's not a token gay character or a token black guy or whatever you do in a movie, right? Right. So I think it's just better for representation. Oh, Sulu, he happened to be gay this whole time, but it didn't come up before. He's still Doesn't a great, and nuanced character. Exactly. So I think it's a good thing, and it'll help. You have to keep doing these kind of things until it's
1: people are just more used to seeing gay characters on screen, as mm-hmm. simple as it is. You want to see a way to really piss off some Star Trek fans really quickly? Yeah, it doesn't really matter if you if you have a gay person on the Millennium Falcon or not. It's not a big deal. No one really cares. Just kidding Star Trek fans, no big deal. You, you, I know that they're on the interpret
0: You had 40 years of of uh, straight Sulu, but now that he now that he's gay, <laughs> he, the character's ruined. Yeah. Oh darn.
1: He's never going to be the same. Like,
0: uh, oh, there's a teenage black girl who's going to be in Iron Man suit. Oh wow. 80 years of Tony Stark totally ruined.
1: <laughs> yeah, or Please
0: you know what ruins your childhood? Divorce and disease. Not. Oh not, my not, god. Not not changing characters. We're getting okay? real dark here on
1: <laughs> nostalgia pod. What are your expectations
0: for this movie? I think it's going to do good. The reviews are great. Thirty three reviews on Rotten Tomato. It's got ninety one. Wow. That's awesome. That's really
1: good. I'm excited to see it.
0: Yeah, I, I am too. I really like it. I think Chris Pine. I think he's very charming. Very. He's a very good Kirk. And as, as far as I know, I'm not a hardcore Trek person. And he needs the dub. He does because he's had some struggles. Uh, in other movies, such as like *The Finest Hour* recently, so good for Pine because he was supposed to be Chris Pratt and he's not.
1: Yeah, actually, interesting side note. Shout out Brian Hines, third member of the Nostalgia Team. Mm-hmm. He was watching *Smoking Aces* the other night. Ah, okay. And I w- yeah I never realized Chris Pine was the Nazi in that until I was watching and I kept staring. It's one like, of his first main roles. I was. It was. That was, was what O seven movie. I believe so. Two thousand and six. I kept being like, is that Chris Pine? I I didn't know he was in this movie. Chris Pine is like early 20s then. Yeah, he was really young, and I was thinking, wow, he really came a long way. He got Kirk, he got the lead in Star Trek three years later. Yeah. So he rose really quickly, and he plateaued extremely quickly. So hopefully, Chris Pine's career will take off and move forward. Maybe if it doesn't, though, we'll see him in Fargo. Who knows? Yeah. Someone else I should have thrown on there. Yeah, for Um, sure. Didn't, didn't. I think we mentioned been. him on for five. Did we? Now. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. Someone go back, check the tapes and tweet at us. Sandro dot com slash now pod. I- Idris Elba stays as a villain after he played Cheer Khan in the live action Jungle Book. And the uh commandant in Beasts of No Nation. He's a he's a great villain. He's just a great actor. He is a great actor. Fantastic. I, I think I think it's his gravelly voice and just brooding nature though that make him a really awesome for villain. For sure. Yeah, oh. we're going to get a lot of great actors in the next coming weeks, because this weekend Star Trek Beyond, next weekend is Jason Bourne, All Hail the yep.
0: Queen, and then we Oh got my god, it's Jason Bourne! I love that one. <laughs> I, just, I don't want that to be my ringtone. <laughs> and then after that, Suicide Squad. <laughs> yeah. It's a nice little three-week stretch.
1: So, speaking of a nice stretch, Taylor Swift had a nice stretch... Until this weekend. Yeah, what, was, what was her nice stretch? Like 2009 to 2016? Yeah, she, <laughs> I mean, she blew up 2000, yeah, 2009. My senior year That's when Feroz came out, right? Yeah. 2008. November 2008. 2008. Yeah, right. Yeah, so so two, I
0: think oh nine might have been when those Grammys happened. Yeah, absolutely. But uh-huh. this, this is the first time Tosh was really taken an L. People have fought her before. Katy Perry, Diplo, Nicki Minaj, and everyone either reconciles or battles her to a draw. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And Apple and YouTube are included in this too. But Kim Kardashian, (laughs) if you're not on board with Kim Kardashian as a master business mogul and really smart at what she does, then you need to get on board. Because she's really good at that. I always...
1: I always wonder if it's actually her, her pulling the strings, or her mom, or if they have someone else who's. I'm sure no, like she has a team. Manager. I'm sure she has Absolutely. a
0: team. Sure, but I, I don't. I think thinking she's totally clueless or stupid is very naive. Does she have a great team with her? You'd have to assume
1: her whole family. I mean, Kim is obviously the leader of that. But, yeah, she's the most. Uh, well, actually, of the I guess you could argue Chris is the leader because she she killed OJ. But <laughs> if you if you watched OJ Made in America. They don't go into it, but mm. Chris is actually the one that that murdered OJ. Right. I have the evidence to prove it. Yeah. They, they cut the evidence for time, <laughs> but it, it seems like that whole family has no kind of skill whatsoever, except that they're all pretty good-looking people. I mean, Kim is beautiful, like Kylie and Kendall. Uh, Kendall are well, I think their lucky. skill
0: is running their brands, yeah, but and getting people to care
1: about them. Basically, Kim Kardashian became friends with Paris Hilton when before that her family had was like in some way oh yeah she started as a socialite yeah and then she catapulted that into a sex tape which catapulted her into like this mogul right. a and mo, she's a freaking mogul and, and whose sex tape did not
0: make her a mogul Paris Hilton's it's yeah. not it's not that easy like, it's, a, it's amazing so, and in fact I think this was her best home movie yet
1: ah uh, it was extremely well edited it was sure. interesting what Very parts good. they left out yeah and uh, and but who's mm-hmm. in the driver's seat kim absolutely and so on sunday kim there, there was a new episode of keeping up with the kardashians where kim goes to kanye and says you know uh, i guess this was right after t- after kanye released the album and taylor said you know i don't approve of kanye calling me a bitch and saying oh. we'll put the line from famous right here we talked about the video yeah. we'll put the line right here By
0: myself sad niggas that know me best i feel like
1: me and taylor might still have sex why i made that bitch famous god damn it. i made that bitch famous so she says kanye you were videoing the whole thing do you think you have that phone call so they went and found the clip mm-hmm. and kim said she would release it later on her snapchat first of all I had had no intention of ever following Kim Kardashian. On Making Snapchat. her prof
0: her Snapchat so important, right? I know,
1: and now I I follow her on Snapchat. She got me. She I, got me. I searched it on Twitter and watched someone else's that, video. That was smart. <laughs> but then there, there's a video of of Kanye and Taylor on and the Ka- phone. and Kanye looking like like the nicest guy in the world in this video. Yeah, you know, Taylor, I just I just want to make music that makes people happy. I don't want to do anything to hurt you. He read the line. Very... Everything about the phone call that you see. Made Makes. Taylor look bad. I mean, yeah, like, we can spin it to make her look bad, but I think
0: both ends of the call seem about as genuine Bro, as they can be. she
1: knew exactly how many likes she had yeah. on an Instagram picture. <laughs> You're Taylor Swift. Who I'm, the F cares about Instagram? I mean, like, I
0: had the Nashville phone number, but I had to change it. Right. It's not even like I'm from Nashville <laughs> or care
1: about my country image anymore, but, you know... And Kanye's just like, yeah, and then Taylor just kept talking. She just and kept she's talking. like, I guess it's kind of flattering,
0: right? Like you saying that you, you might fuck me. Yeah. <laughs> and then, but all, but, all, but but also, and this is fucking Taylor Swift. Dave's getting into it now. Her, Dro- she, two f bombs. Her Instagram post as a rebuttal, which is like, yeah, I. Where's the video of Kim and Where's Kim and Kanye's video of Kanye calling me and saying he was gonna call me that bitch. Because the line goes from my south side and words that know me best i feel like me and taylor might still have sex why i made that bitch famous god but, damn god damn yeah shout out to his beats on the libs. best best part of the song actually no nina simone shout out nina simone. <laughs> but in this edited snapchat from kim taylor talks about connie's like yeah i mean like you didn't really didn't know who i was i mean like i already had sold like 7 million of that album already
1: but you but, didn't know but you was.
0: didn't know who i was what was she talking about what, talking except about that bitch? line because she uses the word famous too like okay. I, you gotta be kidding me did Kanye say that bitch maybe not maybe, maybe he didn't think of that part of the line yet it's also rap music and you should be flattered that he even asked you if this was cool with you you right. should ask Eminem how many people he threatened the rape if he asked them about that first right. I don't, I, I'm yeah. not defending that I'm just saying like rap music people could call it bitch all the time yeah that's pretty darn tame
1: Honestly, Taylor comes out of this looking terrible. and and it's... She got emoji
0: bombed by Kim fans. They oh, all, really? Yeah, they went on all Instagrams and posted all these uh, 10, 20 snake emojis. Oh, wow. And then The Ringer had a piece about this, about how Instagram is actually... Taking down t- emoji bombs? They might be transitioning away from emoji bombs as a form of no! abuse. No, beehive. But, exactly, but the defense that, that's brought up, the defense is that when when we're commenting on a famous person's instagram that has you know thousands of comments that come in constantly right? mm-hmm. when it goes up the only way to stand out is an emoji bomb yeah absolutely so and also if famous people say or do something stupid they should be able to be told they're stupid just like a normal person because that's you know an actual barrier that us normal people go after either way though taylor swift took her first l she's not spinning this into a drawer when she took an l here and she should have
1: just taken went on, went on with it i don't know but if we're going to be honest, the best part of the whole video was Rick Rubin. Yeah. Not giving one single solitary shit in the world. No, that, on that couch, that, like in the GZ the, commercial. Maybe the two biggest artists of this generation were on the phone talking about a line in a song. Mm. Didn't give a shit. He's like, oh, Kanye's that's, here. That's what Chandler's he does. Here. Rick Rubin's like, I just want to just wanna make this song. And, and. and interesting about that. You know how everyone was saying, oh, well, maybe. He's got an awesome beard, too. He does. He's
0: had that for years probably I don't yeah. know the last time he shaved that, or even trimmed <laughs> that but people were questioning the legality of the recording of the phone call and taylor could you know sue in california or whatever union like permission from both sides but tmz apparently and hey, tmz has many issues but usually they get a lot of, a lot of things right in this regard mm-hmm. they were saying that in the beginning taylor heard rick rubin and they heard the film crew that was filming kim and Kanye from the back so she definitely knew it wasn't private Whether that counts as consent or not, it doesn't seem like that's the route that's going to happen. So you're not getting the last laugh, Taylor Swift. I'm sorry. Taylor, you just got to take this
1: out. Yeah. But do you think, Taylor, that that this was all manufactured? That Taylor came in and Kanye are all manufacturing this? I know. I I think
0: it... I mean, Taylor Swift obviously manufactures her image just like Kim Kardashian does. Mm -hmm. They both know exactly what their brand's at and how to be good at that. Kanye knows his brand but he's also very uh, emotional and reactionary so he doesn't always have the same success in that regard but i think that there's no way that taylor was actually offended by that bitch even no. if she wasn't told about it i think she just saw it as a clear opportunity to jump on and go after kanye because she knew people made that bitch famous oh that's offensive oh blah 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 and taylor's cool. like of course oh yeah let me let me run with this because i love beef my song Bad Blood is about my feud Katy Perry. I love taking the running with this well, stuff.
1: And the video for Bad Blood was basically a feminist cry for, where they yeah. had every major female Model. star that, that they could actually get yeah. play some part in it. So exactly. she couldn't have really let that go to if she wanted to keep that image. Mm-hmm. However, it looks like she was totally exactly. playing it up for sure. Like, so. hey,
0: Taylor, you got exposed for being fake. At the end of the day, it's fine. Right. Just move on. Yeah, Poor Tom Hiddleston, man. He really got on at the wrong time.
1: <laughs> well, I, I just can't wait till in a year from now Kim and Kanye release a song mm-hmm. together and it's the biggest song of the last 20 years mm-hmm. and we're all just going to look like But Taylor idiots. Swift probably wrote it.
0: so Yeah, yeah or
1: maybe, maybe Rihanna this time. Who knows? Calvin Harris. Kim got them receipts. <laughs> I think that, that that's a good place to end for this week. So that's been Nostalgia. Find us on silentandcloud.com slash Nostalgia pod and follow dave go. he already mentioned it but at martin swagger follow me at Shiny world peace follow the podcast at nostalgia pod tell us if there's anything you want to talk about that we've been missing reviews on itunes yeah do hit, that hit that like if you like yeah share us too because that, that's the way we grow so share
0: yes share with everybody everyone likes growth
1: yeah and if you share we will shout you out for real that's serious yeah.
0: let us help you help us
1: yeah Absolutely. Listen to Mercy Rule, Dave sport podcast with Chris Lovataglia. Sackle.com slash Mercy Rule. Or just check my Twitter. Talking baseball. That's right. That's those summer sports, man. There's so many of them. It's dead right now in the sports world, but pop culture's still popping off, and we'll see you next week. And this year's been a long round, so I gotta go with logic, The one nobody would vouch for. How's that shit for an outro?